Hey everyone, it's Michelle from Those Who Travel Meet Themselves. Today we are chatting about couch surfing. In 2012, I went to South Korea and as the story goes, I met a lady named Faith and she was going uh, to the Philippines and she told me that she would be couch surfing where she would be staying. At the time, I didn't know what the concept was, but coming from Africa, we have always had people staying in our home, passing through, whether they were passing through the valley or not. At the time, you know, there was no technical term for it, like couch surfing. But when I came back from South Korea, I decided that, well, you know what, I'm going to give this couch surfing thing a try by hosting people in my home. From the space of 2012 to 2013, I hosted over 60 people. And... In 2022, I've decided to reflect back on that journey and what was it like, you know, and the impact of of couch surfing on my life. So today we are going to be chatting with Umu, Katie, uh, whom I met uh, during this period of hosting people from all over the world in my home. And so today we're going to chat to Katie about couch surfing, what it means to her and the impact that it's had on her life as well. And the fact that we can sit here almost 10 years later and actually chat about our experience and the fact that we still remain family. So for me, that's quite a huge thing because who expects to become family with a stranger just by hosting them at their home? Katie, if you could just introduce yourself uh, to everyone so that they can have know a little bit more about who you are and 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 how couch surfing has impacted your life. <laughs> Thank you very much, Michelle, for having me. Um, definitely, couch surfing has uh, has had a huge impact in my life. My name is Bakar Umukultum, aka KT. Mm. I am from Nigeria, uh, but I consider myself a citizen of the world. And that's because of my love for travel, and meeting true. people and um, making new friends, creating memories, and just generally leaving um, a sparkle everywhere I go. Mm. Um, so I am a sports physiotherapist. Um, well, we are recording this from South Africa because I, I, I returned back as a result of my experience uh, from Couchsurfing to say, okay, I'll consider coming to study in South Africa because I felt that I was welcome here mm. based off of the experience I had with Michelle in 2013. And fast forward, I came back to South Africa um, fully in 2017 yeah. to begin my PhD journey, which is now just concluding and um yeah it's very very excited very very excited about it couch often has a very big impact in my life because i found out about couch often to through uh, a volunteer work i was trying to go and do uh, for the Women's World Cup back in 2011 mm-hmm. in Germany. Mm-hmm. And so... So you essentially also found out about it from yes, someone else. I like found me out, at exactly. the train station. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine, I found out about it in the community of uh, people that are, were also going over to Germany to volunteer because obviously, you know, as a volunteer, you have to cover your costs and you want to minimize your costs. Mm-hmm. And when I was asking questions about, you know, accommodation and all that mm-hmm. other thing. So one of the uh, volunteer managers now said, well, why don't you try couch surfing? Mm. You know, when I checked it out, I also met someone within that community who was on couch surfing mm-hmm. and said, oh, she'll be willing to host me and her family. So that was really uh, my, uh, she and her family 
would be willing to host me. Mm. And they lived on a farm that was like outskirts of where I needed to be working. Mm -hmm. But she was also volunteering. Mm -hmm. So there were times where we would ride together, just the same way we were riding together yes. in, yeah. in 2013. <laughs> and there were times where, when she's not on a shift, She'll drop me off at the train station. I'll take the train mm -hmm. and back, and she'll pick me up. So, they were, it was quite a helpful uh, process, yes. I, I would say. And um, I really, really enjoyed my time mm -hmm. there. And it was fun. And I didn't look back ever since. You know, for me, uh, what I found interesting is that one of the biggest things that stops Africans from traveling is the idea of not having a place to stay. And because, cost yes, implications. Cost, yeah, absolutely. Because with when whenever we leave and i even cry about it within the continent yeah is that whenever we leave everything is in dollars once we leave yes. south africa everything is in dollars same thing with nigeria, same thing with nigeria. yeah and so you know the, then when you have to pay for accommodation in dollars even if it's a hostel mm -hmm. it's still expensive exactly you know considering what our, our own economic status is and our earning power by the time we convert it to dollars it's is as good as nothing yes yeah Absolutely. And I mean, you can see with what's going on right now within South Africa as well, mm. in terms of, of, of the strength of the RAND against... Even in Nigeria. Exactly. Even in Nigeria. I think the, the, the exchange rate and the, the, the challenges with... Let's even not talk about the global impact of what is happening around the world mm -hmm. and how it's affecting us as a continent. Mm -hmm. However, in our own countries... In itself, mm. there are challenges with leadership mm. and so many other issues that is not making uh, the economic status improve. Yeah. And so that means our currencies are constantly nose diving Absolutely. against the US dollar, which is like the universal currency. Yeah. And so that, that makes it a, a, a big challenge. Yeah. But I think one of the things Couchsurfing encouraged me to do is I look, you can actually travel on a budget mm -hmm. in the context of, okay, you need to plan early mm -hmm. enough, mm -hmm. book your flights early enough mm -hmm. so you will get cheaper options. Mm. Even your hosts can are willing to pick you up from the airport so you don't even have to pay for airports, you know, taxi and things like that. Yeah. They are willing to drop you mm -hmm. off. Sometimes they will help you navigate, tell you how to navigate locally at, you know, reasonable cost. Mm -hmm. And there are some places you can actually walk to. Yeah. And then you can also join group activities to make mm -hmm. costs lower. Mm -hmm. Because if you do certain things by yourself, they cost the you. overhead cost, exactly. Yeah. But as a group, everybody can pitch in. Yes. Yeah, you go and experience something together. Mm -hmm. It's even more fun and all of that. So it just it just makes life easier. No, I totally agree with yes. you. I totally agree with you because it's the same thing if you decide to go on a, on, on a road trip. Because, I mean, we did that as well, yes. you know. We went on road trips and all of that. So, yeah. Yes. So it, it was always uh, interesting that we could do all those things and, and, and really uh, cut the costs on all of that. So I think more than anything is, is, is that what I found as well was that it, it makes you discover more about where you live as well as the host because you constantly have to well i felt like i wanted to um ensure that my guests were entertained uh -huh. and knew what was going on and what yeah, was so available it was not to enough them. to just provide them a place to sleep yes 
you have to curate the experience Absolutely. which is really the thing that that stuck with me because a lot of times it's it's the experience mm. and what you you create so mm. you know the minimum you can get is sleeping on someone's couch but you can have an entire room to yourself yeah like a couch surfing experience made me um, experience the Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi mm-hmm. uh, Formula One racetrack mm-hmm. because my host was one of as I was an engineer oh, there wow. and then took me to the behind the scenes and stuff like that <laughs> you know so and 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 then again many of many of these experiences uh, in couch surfing are things you may not necessarily be able to do by yourself yeah so they are they are just kind of like unique yes unique experience yes yeah. i mean how many people can say they've actually gone behind the scenes at an f1 i think that's quite something it really is quite something i think another thing that comes through over there for me was also the lasting friendships that were formed out of uh, people true? who came as guests and i mean look Everybody in my family thought I had finally lost it all, you know. <laughs> okay, well, I had the most interesting strangers. comments, yes. You're, you're going to invite a serial killer mm-hmm. into your home to mm-hmm. murder you. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> that one was the best one. <laughs> <laughs> How much toilet paper are you going through? Suppose <laughs> 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 it's always a shitty business having guests. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you see, one of the things that I like about the community as well, mm. they put safety as a paramount um, agenda. Mm. It's not because people haven't had horrid experiences mm. per se, and uh, they are willing to put it out there in reviews, as mm-hmm. it were. However, the community is such that they want you to verify yourself to mm. be sure that you are who you say you are. Mm-hmm. You are in the location you say you are. Mm-hmm. So they have put some you know, security features in mm-hmm. place where you have to verify your government-issued mm-hmm. ID, mm-hmm. you have to verify your address, mm-hmm. your, your standards. And people are more comfortable with going to stay with hosts who are verified. And that's yeah. just the truth. Oh, so absolutely. if you're verified, that means you're, you are who you say you are. And people read references about you. Yeah. You know, read references and all that, and that makes it easy. And then you also trust your intuition as mm. well mm, when you're reading girl. reading things. Mm-hmm. Because before, before now, I think I've only even up till now, I'm going to France next month, and I'm going to be hosted by a cut surfer mm. in Lyon, in France. Mm. Not because I don't have a hotel paid for, but I'm not going to get the experience mm. of the city if I just gonna lock myself up in a hotel. It's just the same way I came to you when mm-hmm. I, I came in 2013. They have they had a hotel paid for by mm-hmm. the the organizers who uh, sponsored my trip to attend that mm-hmm. WADA Congress. But I felt I'm not really going to have a wholesome experience mm-hmm. if I if I get stuck away you know, in one hotel yeah. oh, after absolutely. a long day and everything. And yeah. I, I would trade that experience, you know, being your couch surfer for anything mm. because it's kind of really opened my eyes about so many things. And yeah. again, one thing I'd like to highlight is, you know, for people who want to maybe visit South Africa or Nigeria, mm. the media creates this very, you know, very treacherous, image that no if you get to nigeria south africa you get mugged you get hijacked you, the airport. Hijacked, you know <laughs> i'm not saying these bad things don't happen yeah. but there is also this great side yeah. that people still come here have wholesome experiences mm-hmm. go back with their 
or as holistic with added value as possible so it's not all grim and, and, and you know it's all, it's not all you know you know yes. terrible experiences yeah. so if you have the right connect speak to the right people mm. they'll guide you right which yes. will help you yeah. uh, enjoy the the experience that's needed and mm-hmm. we need to have more of these positive projections mm. of, of africa mm-hmm. as a whole you know as a continent and all of that because it's not we have so much to show we have so much to give mm-hmm. out here and i think tourism which also it's going to be boosted by people wanting to come here yeah so this is this is what i i, I see absolutely i agree with you i think you know whilst uh, tourism took a hell of a knock yeah, uh, with 2020 covid, COVID mm-hmm. and everything that's taken place i also think it's also given the space for uh, it to redefine itself as well mm-hmm. because you know often with something when we start something on on one foot we tend to carry in the same narrative and not reshape the narrative per se yeah. so so i think that's a big thing and and part of shaping the narrative for me is always uh, doing the stories around so and stories take different formats podcasts mm-hmm. a book um you know a youtube uh video these instagram are all live, yes instagram live, yeah, yeah yeah so twitter spaces yeah the different platforms not that i'm now. great at twitter <laughs> not me I think either I'm more but I just, i've attended life. a few i've attended a few spaces yeah and it's like clubhouse on yes. on uh, on uh, ios mm-hmm. which makes it easy for people to have conversations absolutely yeah yeah totally true because i mean at the at the end of the day for me when i look back at this and looking back you know from 2013 to now Mm -hmm. how much has south africa gained out of you coming here Mm -hmm. and your experience and and constantly sharing and and how much you've added to south african society Mm -hmm. because whilst you've been here you've been highly active at wits so you've added to the community there your work in in sports Mm -hmm. and um as a physio, I mean, look, you, the amount of experience that you've had working with all the different teams and all of that yeah. is is insurmountable. So the fact that you actually have done your PhD here, yeah. you know, definitely has enriched us mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So it just shows you that a a chance a meeting mm-hmm. uh, of really of, have this snowball yes, effect yes huge snowball effect <laughs> that has given Vitz money mm-hmm. that has given all the shops in the area mm-hmm. uh, what you call this income because whenever a person stays you have to eat exactly you, you have know, to pay telecommunications. for telecommunications yes and other stuff yeah. and the community impact really is one of the things that I'm very passionate about mm-hmm. and you know there are a lot of people who do their PhDs here and you won't even know them like they just go through they don't connect to the community mm-hmm. the immediate community as mm-hmm. a school i mean i had the opportunity when i first got into mm. because i said to myself that i can do this phd without knowing anyone mm-hmm. you know and yes you can then you can do communicating with your supervisors mm-hmm. remotely without even physically mm-hmm. seeing them mm-hmm. and this is even before covid mm-hmm. started because you're not taking any courses you're not mm-hmm. so you're just communicating and mm-hmm. doing you know following up on that and then doing your research mm-hmm. so if my research maybe perhaps was not in south africa mm-hmm. maybe it was back home or anywhere mm-hmm. else then i would just be still working like remotely mm-hmm. and doing my you know data and everything but technology has made that possible mm-hmm. but i i convinced myself that look for me to really 
uh, experience mm. the community of not me just passing through the school mm-hmm. the school passing through me i mm-hmm. need to engage and my first part of call was that okay i was going to be a pga representative mm. for my for my school mm. which is the school of therapeutic sciences mm-hmm. and when it came around for nominations i picked up the form and the form you have to have 10 people from your school endorse it mm-hmm. so that is at cut at mid connections people. yes yeah with people and i got my form endorsed when i got into the pg as a rep mm. then i got elected into the board as the public relations mm. and media person mm. so that also gave me room mm. to meet more people mm. open more doors and everything mm. like that and at the time mm. our our uh staff advisor was professor zevlon villacazi who is currently the vc of the university hey, and so it's like me able to open that door because mm-hmm. of me connecting back then mm-hmm. you know building relationships mm-hmm. and so when i was done with the pga i also then you know joined the west african student union mm-hmm. where i became the vice president mm-hmm. and also be able to use those connections yes, and all, this, all the community organizing and everything and all of that and it's, it's been brilliant absolutely and the thing is i always say to people never think that the connections you open today won't help you 10 years away from now that's it that's it it's all about when you build relationships Relationships may mm-hmm. not show their value mm-hmm, immediately, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but often yeah. they pay off in dividends yeah, yes. when you least expect it. Exactly. So, and that is part of building a network. Building a network involves constantly, mm-hmm. you know, plowing into communities. Yeah with no expectation of receiving anything exactly but with the idea that yeah. you are creating you are something for posterity yes. and they say karma is always coming around what absolutely around comes around. you know i've always wanted to do my postgraduate studies mm. but i've always thought about europe and all these other places mm-hmm. i actually got admissions into all these prestigious schools mm-hmm. in the in the uk and all that but it was just to expensive mm. i couldn't afford it mm. it was when i came again to south africa mm-hmm. in 2013 mm. and we were interacting about you mm. being a vit alumni and everything mm. that made me revisit my options mm-hmm. as to a vit then i also found out that i had one of my former interns mm-hmm. tunde who was also in south africa mm-hmm. and was considering coming to start his phd mm-hmm. uh, in that 2013 because he did his master's in mm-hmm. the university of western cape mm-hmm. and that western cape even mm-hmm. he got the link up when i said look guys we need to take an international trip and go for an international mm-hmm. conference mm-hmm. so i encouraged them for them to come for mm-hmm. that conference in 2010 mm-hmm. and made some connections which brought him back yeah. for his master's so when i was now thinking about vids after i had interacted mm-hmm. with you and he said he was coming Mm-hmm. So it just made it a little easier, and that by the time I was coming, mm-hmm. he was already at VIT. It was like my advance party helping me to do all my necessary registrations, right. documentation, everything. And it was right in my department, mm-hmm. giving me all the necessary heads up that I needed, which yeah. made my life very. I just eased into the system. Yeah. So one thing you said about connections is that I met Tunde for the first time in 2008. And mm-hmm. Look at it. Came full circle, right? Full circle, yeah. It's amazing. It and I think if there's any message that I will leave everyone with is, you know, one, be open to possibility. Definitely. Two, um, make time to know people. 
Exactly. Connections. Make, yes. Make time to connect. Yeah. Be it a cup of coffee, be it mm-hmm. a juice, be it whatever. Just take Network. time to know people. Be proactive. Be deliberate. Mm-hmm. Be intentional. Mm-hmm. I must say, it's it's tougher for me to do it in social media because I feel like I'm just shouting into an mm-hmm. empty space. Yeah. I'm always being a person who is about meeting in the flesh yes, face, but if face. you think about it couch surfing was a bit of in yes, the dark shouting exactly. into the space because i used to get so excited every time i used to get a, a, an email like <laughs> yes. but also again it was always my intuition like mm-hmm. okay this person sounds great oh yeah 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 because most times people put a public notice which yes. is what i did at the time yeah. a public notice about a trip they want to make yes. and then so people in the community can respond to that and all of that and even sometimes if people can host you physically per se, mm-hmm. they can still provide you logistic support, local advice, and yeah. other things that make your trip, you know, less Easier. of a hassle. Yeah. yeah. So, is there any last thing you want to share with us, Katie, before you go? And I mean, I just want to take this time to thank you, and also, you know, it's never a goodbye because we're going to see each other again. Yeah. <laughs> but just to thank you for 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 always, you know, um, bringing yourself to everything that you do i mean we 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 had we've gone through so many life experiences together (laughs) weddings uh children uh phd graduations all of it we've done it but you know you'll be there with your camera (laughs) taking pictures of all of us uh you know you'll you'll bring jollof rice so not only do you do you bring yourself but you Mm -hmm. also bring a sense of who like your culture, mm-hmm, your food, mm-hmm. your your talents. Mm-hmm. You you bring the full plate <laughs> to the meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it is it is the journey of like, you know, friends to family, the mm. sisterhood that you've talked about because that is definitely lasting a lifetime. Mm. The lifetime ahead of us is still a long way off. There's a whole lot more we still need to celebrate, enjoy, and all of that. And mm. I, I'm really looking forward to the next phases mm. of our lives mm. after, you know, the, this past 10 years. Yeah. It just feels like it flew by, you know. It did. It, did. it, did. <laughs> it just feels like it flew by. And, and I also remember, you remember the time when COVID first started yeah. and everything was so strict and everything was so like poly, yeah, policed all around. And we still found time to really try to get to see physically because at that point in time, there was so much uncertainty. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going to happen. And that in that moment, I just felt like this is what really life is about because at the end of the day, you cannot quantify the the joy and the inner peace of seeing your people like mm, okay everybody is hale and hearty even though at that time we were not supposed to be gathering but we had to do it because we just felt like everybody needed that for mm-hmm. soul food we needed that soul mm-hmm. food we needed that for mental health it went it went a long way mm. to really help us with coping with that really difficult period and difficult period it was oh, no. it certainly was especially those early days yeah that oh. was really hectic well i just want to thank you and i hope that everybody has enjoyed uh this episode um do leave us a comment um if you and follow us on social media katie give us your your handle okay i'm on at cool boulevard on mm-hmm. instagram and twitter cool with the c or cool with no, the k, k with, cool with the k yeah 
cool with the K, um, both on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Then on Facebook, I'm Bakari Umkultum. And so that's pretty much it. I also would like to thank you, Michelle, for all the enabling opportunities and things that ordinary opening certain doors that, you know, I may not have thought about and so many other things for my experiences here in South Africa, making it the wholesome mm-hmm. one uh, because it was just so much different things mm-hmm. that we, we experienced, we went to adventures, we, you know, we did and mm-hmm. all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So that really made me you know things very very uh wholesome for me so thank you so much as well thank you thank you okay until next time until next time guys <laughs> travel 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 yes travel <laughs> meet people and yes. connect connect yeah it's it's, it's and follow us on social media those who travel meet themselves on instagram facebook twitter but we prefer the insta take care and share this podcast if it touched you